Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees bounce back against the San Diego Padres, take the weekend series at the stadium, two games to one. Again, good bull bounce back after the disappointing series against Baltimore. Uh, so we'll get into that as well as preview the West Coast trip. The Yankees now going to embark playing the Seattle Mariners and then doing a little more interleague action this time at the Los Angeles Dodgers. But before we start, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So if you're first time listening or long time listening, you're still just lazy, haven't done it, well, just, just take two seconds, click something that says subscribe, follow, like, think, I want more episodes, whatever it may be, and get notified when new episodes go up throughout the rest of the season and the offseason. Get these wrapped ups and other cool stuff, only exclusive for you podcast subscribers. So Yankees kind of, you know, they're riding high a little bit uh, on that trip in Toronto and Cincinnati, come home, kind of stumble up against the Baltimore Orioles, and had the Padres come into town, and I kind of forgot to mention before in the previous episode, the Yankees were going to dodge a little bit of a bullet, well, probably a, a big bullet this weekend, Manny Machado. It wasn't available, uh, is injured. So, um, but still, the Padres can be, in a, you know, still have an intimidating lineup. You have the likes of Soto, of course, for, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who made his mark. Um, and, of course, you know, some familiar friends such as Rudnett Odor, uh, Matt Carpenter. And, you know, even though the two of them aren't really exactly Ted Williams um, right now, especially Matt Carpenter. So, just, you know, familiarity with the stadium, left handed bat. You could always be dangerous there. So, uh, it was going to be a formidable opponent for the Yankees. Now, to start off the series, actually, uh, they finally uh, came down on Boone. You know, recently, there's been a lot of theatrics, you know, coming out on the mound. And, and then during the Baltimore series, of course, had an incident where, I guess, from his yelling, spit on the umpire a little bit. So, from all those outbursts recently, I guess they want to quiet him down a little bit, calm him down a little bit. Gave him a one-game suspension. So, he was not available as the manager for the Yankees in the first game. So, that those duties went to the bench co- coach, uh, Carlos Mendoza. And I kind of forgot to mention the Previous episode, I guess that very early uh, Cincinnati Sunday game when Boone got tossed out, I think he set a record now. He's the earliest time of the day a manager's been thrown out of the game. So, uh, you know, I guess Boone has that, that that notch on his belt now there. But for the game itself, it was probably you know, a little bit scary time for the Yankees, um, you know, probably during the first game and the first part of the second game, where this looked like maybe the Yankees were kind of falling back in the old ways of the offense being a little lagging. But then finally – came alive in the third game where it kind of put you out at ease. Like, all right, fine. It's not, it's not like look like a team slump there. So just maybe a little blip in the screen for the Yankees. Now in the first game, uh, again, because Herman is serving his 10 game suspension for the uh, substance issue that he had in Toronto. Yankees went with one of the young guns there, uh, Ramon Vasquez. And overall, I got to say, you know, for a first start against, a, you know, what could be an intimidating lineup, uh, did rather well. Now he would end up taking the loss in this game, uh, but did pitch into the fifth and the game was scoreless into the fifth, but unfortunately with a runner on Juan Soto, again, very dangerous hitter, served up a two run bomb, put the Yankees behind two to nothing. And then an inning later, uh, one of the others, you know, the stars I mentioned, Ferdinando Tatis Jr., hits a two-run home run of his own against Rob Marinaccio, put the Yankees behind four nothing in six, and that was really the end of the really ended the game there. Yankees did tack on a run in the bottom of the sixth there just to bring them a little closer, but then rooted O'Nor, again the former Yankee himself, with an RBI single, put the game really out of reach five to one, and really Yankee offense really had nothing against Joe Musgrove pitching to the seventh inning, just gave up the one run. And, you know, just the way that the last game against Baltimore was kind of disappointing. And this is the way the Yankees just look lackluster pretty much in this game one, the offense, you know, put the Yankees at a three-game losing streak. And you kind of worried, you know, is this, home, is this whole team now dipping into that same funk they had in late uh, April? Uh, but that would not be the case, uh, you know, towards the second and third games of the series. But, again, the Yankees dropping that first one there. Now, the second game was the what you call the DJ LeMayo game. And I mentioned in the last episode – He's really someone who has to pick it up. Again, his previous seven games before the series started, this hitting 158, no home runs, and 
again, it looked like he was a little tired out there. I just think maybe because he's been playing the field too much. You would think in Donaldson not getting hurt that DJ, you know, would play a little third base, but not playing as much third base as he has been, uh, just because the Donaldson injury has kind of been forced to. And then again, with that crack, you know, that fracture in the foot he had, you know, from last offseason, maybe that's bothering a little bit. But again, DJ finally came alive in this game. And it was in the first inning, putting the Yankees on the board early with an RBI single. Now, Severino, this was the second start to him coming back, and he was actually really good. So, a really good sign for Severino. Uh, he would pitch into the seventh inning of this game. Only blip was a home run to that gentleman again, Fernando Tatis Jr., um, hitting a hanging slider. So, at that point, tying the game 1-1. And for Tatis Jr., I'm in mean, the first game, does the bat flip thing. And, like, we, again, we understand it's a new age of baseball, stuff like that, but really a, a super hot dog. And it, I meant through the bat and then has this thing where, where, as he's rounding third, does a little hop over it. I meant very antagonizing. Again, if this happened even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, he definitely would have been drilled, but obviously it's a different game this day. But again, in terms of talking of a total hot dog, uh, you know, that's Fernando Tatis Jr. And this, you know, the kind of guy that maybe at some point someone's going to, you know, start throwing at his head. Not that I'm endorsing that, but it's going to happen. He's just going to irk the wrong person, the wrong pitcher at the wrong time. But nevertheless, uh, Yankees would fall behind in the seventh inning by a two to run score. But DJ LeMayo, again, I mentioned this is the DJ LeMayo game, tied the score up with a solo home run to right field. It's kind of like, Bit of a, it was a shot to right, the right center, and it seemed like it was going to hit off the wall. Uh, even like you know, Michael Casey was a little surprised that it was going to go over the wall, but eventually did tie the game up at that point, and it was taken to the tenth uh, inning where kind of Falefa with a couple of runners on, a runner on third there with the ghost running getting the third, uh, hit a line drive to third base. Rudy Nodor playing third because Machado's not there, wasn't able to get a glove on it. Ball goes into the outfield, and of course. Uh, Yankees easily come in to score and take the three to two win there in the tenth inning, a walk off win. And you know, don't look now, but kind of Falefa did not get off to a great start at all. But he's been hitting the ball hard now lately. Been seeing a couple of home runs from him lately. Had one in the Baltimore series and again a clutch hit here. So you know, I care if coming alive a little bit. He's someone they play a little bit third base there as well. But obviously, it's just good to see his back come alive a little bit because you know in April he just looked like he was completely dead. Just you know the fact maybe he lost the shortstop job to Volpe and maybe figures down in the dumps a little bit. But see him coming alive a little bit there. But the good news really of this game, you know, even though you're still a little bit worried about the offense because you know you only scored one run in the first game and yeah you win three to two, but it's only scored three runs there. It's like you're still wondering if this offense is in a slumber there. But the good news is that Severino more length this time versus his first start. And six and two thirds inning only gave up that one earned run, which is the home run to uh, Tatis Jr. and had five strikeouts. So good to see Severino back for you know two good quality starts uh, in his return. And this came to Game Three, which is when you saw the pitching matchup, you would think no, what you would look at the final score, no way would this happen. Now it was Garrett Cole versus Yu Darvish. Now Darvish not really having the greatest of seasons, but still you figure the two of them would lock up and this would be a bit of a pitcher's duel. But this ending wasn't. Now Cole would give up a home run of his own in the first inning, but Judge merely got the Yankees back on the board with his fifteenth home run of the season. Score up 1 1. So, Judge with his 15th home run, five behind Pete Alonzo, who right now I believe leads the majors. He was the first one to hit 20 at venue one, but still, Judge uh, right behind him with 15. But this game was put away by the Yankees in the third inning. Yankees just batted around you uh, Darvish, putting up a seventh spot. Again, getting hits from everybody. Calhoun, uh, even IKF got into the action. Judge got into the action. And Yankees kind of knocked them around, knocked them out of the game. And at that point, the Yankees were up 8 to 1. And this game was pretty much all the way. I mean, Harrison Bate also hit his sixth home run later on. But in the ninth inning, Clay Holmes now wasn't a safe situation, but I guess Boone just wanted to get him out there, get him some work. Yankees were up 10 to 6, so again, it wasn't really a safe situation. He never really felt the game was going to get away, but did make it a little bit interesting. 
again, home sometimes when he's on, he's on. When, when he's off and he doesn't have that, that sinker, when he can't throw strikes, that sinker gets the problem. So I ended up walking the first two batters he faced. They would get a couple of hits and actually score run, make it 10-7. And then it was the final bat was Tatis and uh, Holmes again, the ground out to first base. And the Yankees would come over to 10-7 win. So a little scary. Also part of the game early on, Rizzo had first base, kind of tweaked his neck, actually needed to be taken out of the game. So DJ LeMayu played first for the rest of the game. And he made that final uh, ground out to first base. But after the game, they checked out Rizzo and see he's fine. So I guess with the long flight out there, since it was an afternoon game, it's going to be, you know, at least, you know, Seattle time. It's going to be a late game. So I guess he'll have enough time to rest. But they'll probably give him off the Monday game just for precaution. But it doesn't seem like anything where Rizzo would have to go to the IL. And that's good news for the Yankees because he's the only Yankee that's hitting over 300. So uh, you don't want to lose that bat in the lineup. And again, he was part of that. Uh, seventh run, third inning as well. So Yankees go on, take two out of three against a, a Padres team that's been disappointing, and now they're five games under 500. But, um, you know, it's kind of a feel-good win against, you know, again, a team that was in the National League playoffs last season. And for the Padres, even though they're not really having the greatest seasons, they still draw a buzz. I mean, you know, really three good crowds at Yankee Stadium, three pretty much near sellouts for all three games. And I showed that a lot of that had to do with the nice weather in New York and, of course, Memorial Day weekend. But, you know, we have a team like the Padres that have a couple of, you know, hot stars there. Um, You know, they draw in fans as well. So, you know, good job for the Yankee fans showing up and good job for the Yankees taking two out of three. So I mentioned before, they go to Seattle and after Seattle will play the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Yankees themselves, nine games over 500 at 32 and 23. So if they can win that first Seattle game, now Seattle's not really doing terrific. They're okay. They're just three games above 500 themselves. Uh, again, if the Yankees could win just one, at least that first game, then, you know, they'll be, you know, 10 games over 500. And, you know, you like these little stepping points, you know, sort of a barometer. You want to first get to be 10 games over 500, then you shoot for 20 games over 500, then you shoot for 25 games over 500. And that's kind of how w- winning teams uh, go about. So as for the injury front, Looks like Stanton's soon going to start a rehab assignment, so he's kind of working his way back. So if that's the case, it's going to at least be a couple of weeks within June, maybe before we see him. So, um, you know, that would be the case with there, as well as Donaldson also working his way back. Now, also looks like that Peraza, coming back from an injury himself, is raking up there in AAA, but, you know, it's something that's great you do in AAA, but, you know, he has to do it here when they bring him up here. So he's probably someone, you know, it's going to be interesting what happens if him and Donaldson are healthy at the same time. Uh, do they bring them both back? Do they keep Peraza in AAA? Uh, do they give maybe, yeah, I know DJ had the good game too, but if DJ needs a, maybe a stint on the aisle just for a blow, uh, maybe it's a situation where you could, you know, give DJ, put him on the aisle for 10 days just to get, you know, rest that foot, just get him off the field a little bit. And then you go maybe have Peraza come up in a spot for a week or two. So we'll see how the Yankees work that all out. So take two out of three from the Padres and we'll catch you after the Seattle series. 